Shut up and sit down. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really old. need you to get your shit back up so that we actually don't. I don't have to keep doing the the dumb little like intro fire noise. I said two two weeks, guys. Two weeks. I promise. I said I will get the normal intro back. I will get the normal music back. I'll get the normal intros, everything back. Yeah. So, I, I just just once though, can I please have you use the actual fire, but then the audio of me doing the fire noise <laughs> yeah. just once? We'll just record the clip of that. Yeah. You got it. Just 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 go that way. So what is going on, everybody? What is going on? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 70 of the SDS Guys. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate. And I'm Scott. And this week we have a special guest, Tyler, from the DC Figures and Collectibles podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm happy to be here. It's good to have you, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler G., Batman Figs on Instagram. If you don't know this guy's account, you are missing out seriously. He does some amazing toy photography. And he recently started a new podcast, DC Figures and Collectibles podcast with his friend Scott. And uh, you guys are on episode 15 now, right, Tyler? Yes, we just did 16 today, actually. Awesome. I cannot wait. I've been listening every week. I love the podcast. I got a chance to be a guest on their podcast and uh, Tyler was kind enough to return that favor by coming on the STS guys tonight to give us uh, a rundown of who Tyler is all about, a little bit about his podcast, and uh, you know we're going to interact with him, have some fun. I'm glad you're here. I'm happy to be here, man. I, I love watching you guys' show. You can tell you guys genuinely enjoy each other and have fun doing what you guys do, so that's always fun, and in a little way, it feels like you're a part of it when you're here watching with you guys, so... I'm I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, you've been a big supporter since uh, we met, you know, on your podcast, and we appreciate that. And uh, you know, we want to make sure we return that favor for you as well. So, thank you. Thank you. No, it's 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 awesome. Like I said, I well, first and foremost, I said I have to just give Tyler props for the promo art that he dropped uh, for. I said for his announcement for being on this episode like I said that 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 Batman 608 homage uh that he did I'm like and like he, he recognized he, that he commented on my comment saying he's like hey you got, you got good taste uh just because like I said, I'm, I'm a huge comic book fan so I'm more on the Marvel side of it but I, I do I do have my DC as well so like Jeremy, I said, Jeremy dabbles I, I, I dabble <laughs> da- dangerously enough I dabble but I said it's I said it's uh it's good to have you on the show thank you thank you it's an honor man yeah, you're good about the promo. You always have some uh, special image to go along with the tie-in. I love your promos on Instagram. Always giving those shout-outs to the people that you have on. Um, I do want to ask you, you know, um, you, you've been doing the toy photography for how long now? How long you've had that account? This is going to be the fourth year that I've had it going. Nice. Every- and you're originally Batman TAS figs. You switched that to Batman figs because you kind of cover all of Batman, right? You're like the ongoing Batman expert on Instagram right now. Yeah, I I've start, I tried to keep it simple and just do animated series. And I started following a bunch of uh, toy accounts, especially like you. And I saw what you guys were doing, and I couldn't help myself to just one Batman toy line. So I decided to expand it and just go full on every Batman toy I could get a hold of. 
Yeah, I love it, man. You always put such great thought into those shots. You really think out every episode. And it's funny, I'll look at one of your posts and it brings me right back to watching the episode. Um, so I, that was the DC Figures and Collectibles podcast, a natural progression of that? Or tell us how that got started. How did you get the idea? Ooh. <laughs> um, well, at first, Scott and I got asked to be on another podcast. And it was called DC Collecticast. And we tried doing it for a little bit and we were told it was going to be one thing and it started being a, dabbling in other stuff. And we kind of wanted to do that something that's more just collectibles and uh, toy photography based and people that do dioramas or anyone that collects period, because we feel like there's not really a, there's a lot of people that cover pop culture, but they try to cover movies and stuff. That's more, uh, more mainstream. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do this and shine a light on a lot of the people that take this uh, hobby seriously and, use it therapeutically like i know that when you were on the show you said that you use it as an outlet in a time that you needed to use it so i know i used it and came about finding it as uh i was recovering from back surgery because i played baseball my whole life so i was used to being active and i needed an outlet bad when i was getting on back surgery because you just lay there all day you can only watch so much tv and sopranos was great but i'm not going to watch it three or four times so i started doing uh, the toy photography and of course when you first start you suck but uh, you quickly learn that the toy community is very uh, welcoming and very supportive. And they're always there to not only give a nice comment, but say, hey, hey, why don't you try, you know, muting your lights a little bit or just some little help like for that. And uh, yeah, so at first I was super competitive about it and probably a little bit of a dick. And <laughs> <laughs> actually, I know I was probably a dick, but uh, you've never been a dick to me. What? I say you never been a dick to me. You've always been a nice guy. Okay, good. But I know that I took it a little bit too serious at the beginning, and then I started realizing, like, okay, it's not about this, and it's all because of my background, like growing up competitive. But I have since decided that it'd just be fun to, you know, be more engaging. It's more of a community thing. I realize people just want to do this to, like, share their love of what they like in pop culture and figure wise and. And yeah, I think it's fun to hear people's stories, how they got into it. If their friends think they're insane when they see their Instagram page at first. <laughs> I just, and like out of it, like I got to meet you guys. And now I'm getting to like hang out with you guys digitally. And this is a lot of fun. Like, so I think that that kind of stuff and bringing people together. And when you go to the events like Comic Con, we'll get, hopefully we can see each other around and be like, hey, what's up? So. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that, man. I love what you guys are doing. I'm genuinely a big fan of the podcast. I listen every single time you post an episode. Um, and you've had some really great guests so far. You've had, you know, JC Malone from the toy community, The Amazing, Same Old X. I mean, these are guys I've been following since the beginning, just like your account. So to the fact that you guys bring these guys on, you shine a light on them, you help promote them by, you know, giving awareness of what they're doing. And like you said, sharing the love for the toy community like uh, i totally agree with you everybody is so supportive and something like this i think it's just speaking to that because it's giving awareness to it and i think uh, toy photography in general is just getting more and more attention and it's really cool to see a podcast like yours that's focusing on that and those are not only guests you've had i mean you've had toy designers on you've had a music legend kwame you've had the owner of horizon comics you had the guy from what the toys that made us i mean it's pretty amazing Episode 15, you've already had a stellar, stellar run up so far. We had this guy named Figure Fan Nadon. He was. <laughs> uh, that was him. Worst yeah. episode ever. No. Uh, <laughs> lowest rating so far. 
who is this guy? No, it's really cool, man. Uh, I really love what you guys are doing so far. It's weird. To, it's weird to hear you say that because I feel like with you know, if you do anything, you kind of don't take yourself seriously. So to hear people say that they like it, just funny still. But I'm glad people like it. Yeah, it's, it's funny how receptive people in the community are. You know, like uh, people that want this kind of stuff, they're fiending for it. There's not a lot of people that have podcasts like this. So to have something that's so specific to what you're doing is, I think, it's awesome. I'm loving it. Thank you. It and honestly, dude, like I, I didn't really know who you were or, or, or what your Instagram was until <laughs> you had Nate on the podcast. And Nate's like, hey, I'm going to be on this podcast. So then I think we all ended up following you. We all listened to the Nate episode, of course, but like I, which is episode five, by the way. So if you are listening and you want to check out nice. DC, <laughs> DC Figures and Collectibles podcast with Nate, it's episode five. Um, okay. But like, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, I'm not too into like action figure photography or anything. Like I collect Funko Pops. I like sticking my Funko Pop in front of some stuff sometimes, like nothing special. I'm not like you guys <laughs> do. Cool, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> Larry's being modest here. He has taken some great toy shots before with his pops. I try. I'm just not totally committed yet. Um, I was just going to say photography in general. I mean, does anybody remember the couch picture? <laughs> Fair. Jeremy gets credit for uh, uh, design aspect credit. Yeah, like, so that, right? For that one. Hey, that real quick, though, real quick though. Like I said, you, yeah. you have to you have to tell the story, Larry. Of let Nate say, "Hey, I want to be on this podcast." Nate asked permission to be on another podcast. <laughs> oh, nice. that's true. He's respectful. Hey, I gotta make sure I'm respecting my guys. You know? Yeah. Would you guys well, be upset yeah. if I was on somebody else's podcast? Hey, I'm I'm thankful you guys said yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I always just want to make sure, hey guys, I'm just letting you know this is going on. Yeah. Do you mind? You know. Um, but my, my point was like I'm not super into to action figure photography. Like I appreciate I appreciate what Nate does. I follow other accounts too, right? Um, mm -hmm. but like I think your podcast is something that even if you're just into collecting and like, right. I like superheroes. I like that stuff. I had the, like, I talk about the superpowers line probably way too much, but right. I collected kid or superpowers figures. So I've nice. had Batman toys my whole life, man. Um, I think nice. your podcast is something that people can appreciate, even if you're not super into collecting right now, or like if you're not taking pictures of your own toys um, and you guys get some great guests, like how, how do you, how do you decide who's going to be your next guest? Um, well, sometimes I just ask and go for it and see if they respond. And sometimes I get lucky and sometimes I don't. But what I like to do is I like to get someone that either I've, that's been following me a long time and supporting me or also uh, someone that I feel like doesn't have as many followers as I feel they should based on their work. They just don't get seen a lot. But I like to do a mixture of I want like one big like suit like guest that people will be like, oh cool, that's a big guest. But I also want someone that I could spotlight and someone that you know people could learn about. But, oh, I never noticed this guy. And then you look at the county like, wow, how did I not know this? So I want to feel like it's all inclusive. I don't want to ever feel like, oh, I try to get his big names or you know, if you have twenty thousand plus, I'll ask you. But other than right. that, no. So yeah, because you're right. I mean, everybody has to start somewhere, and it's hard to get mm. it's hard to get that recognition. Um, same like with the Funko stuff, right? Like, there's people who I follow who have some really cool stuff, but they might not be. You know, you don't have twenty thousand followers. You might not be getting a thousand likes on all your pictures and stuff, but doesn't mean you don't have a cool collection. Yeah, and also it's tougher now when people are starting out because the algorithm is so rough. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, well, we all know. Yeah. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> yeah. So, 
so I, I guess the big question I have is, um, so you and Scott definitely have a geographical difference uh, between the two. How did you guys get connected? Was it just kind of randomly invited on that other podcast or did you know each other before that? Like, what was that connection? Uh, I kind of knew him just because I followed him uh, because he was another Batman animated series guy. And I was like, okay, this, he has some cool pictures. I'll follow him. And then we got asked to do the podcast and I, I knew that it was something he was really passionate about was the figures specifically. He's not a big movie guy. He's not, he's very specific. Like you ask him, you want to go out to the, to the pub? He'll be like, no, I'd rather save it and spend it on a figure, mate. <laughs> so he, uh, he's very stringent. He loves figures. So, uh, I, and whenever we talked about it, you could tell he genuinely came alive and I felt like we had a good, uh, energy together. So I asked him and he said, yes. And, Thankfully, it's worked out, and he doesn't get burned out on coming on at late at night <laughs> for him. Right, that worked. So cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Nate, go ahead, because I, 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 <laughs> I lost track of my next question. I was, just, I was like, I think it's funny. Oh, I got cut off. It's Did funny you have a seizure? Yeah. <laughs> like, what was that, dude? I have no idea. I was going to ask a question, and then Nate said something, and I was like, Nate's going to talk. Go ahead. And I was like, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I threw you off. I'm I sorry. thought you were having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I might have. It was like a mini one. Like, is my I face drooping? I'm like, I think I'm okay. <laughs> Tyler's like, wait, hold on. Is this guy okay? Like, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's all right. Time? Yeah, no. Uh, just, no I just, just think it was funny what you were saying about Scott, uh, because... I mean, he is definitely devoted to the figs. I've never seen somebody so passionate, especially about the uh, the Arkham figs, um, because I've seen those from time to time, and you know, I have maybe one or two of them. But he collects those strictly, and he is going after like specific, like hard to find ones. Um, oh, he's got some real respect for that line. Oh yeah, he's uh he's on the hunt right now for Comic Con exclusives for all the ones he missed way back in the day. I think he just got a piece that you. Recently uh, just acquired a, a diorama grail, the TV with the Joker. Yeah, I just yeah. actually found that on eBay recently. Um, so I've been after that for a while because uh, it comes with the Arkham Origins Collector's Edition. And I mm -hmm. heard Scott had it in the episode too. And it's funny because we had probably found it around the same time. So that's yeah. random. Is it really as big as he said? It's pretty big? It's pretty big. It's it's awesome. It lights up. Um, you know, the TVs light up in the back. Uh, you can remove. So like there's a Joker that comes on it um, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like just glued down, but you can take it off. I heated it up a little bit with a blow dryer and it comes off pretty easy. And mm -hmm. then there's a table in front of it that you can remove, too. So it's pretty versatile because you could use it. Somebody standing behind the table or you could put like a chair there and have the TVs behind it. I love those little mm -hmm. diorama pieces. I'm always looking for something to add you know, to the photography to kind of switch it up a little bit. You're making me want to get it. <laughs> if you can, I mean, I was hunting eBay for a while and I found a guy that had an auction. I just kind of came in at the last minute and, you know, put a bid on there. So it worked out. Nate, Nate did the good old sniping. <laughs> yeah, these guys know I've got a serious, you know, addiction to the hobby. Um, and I'm always looking for something to collect, whether it's a figure or a dial piece. So I've always got something new to add. Hey, you know, you got to say that we're supportive because, I mean, Larry and I pushed you to buy that Shazam at the Comic-Con. That yes, was you did. Yeah. From you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ah, you're lucky. I, I found it just randomly on the floor. A guy was selling it for a great price, and I had debated. I was like, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I should do it. 
You guys and, have your great friends. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're, ena- we're enablers, but that's okay. <laughs> you needed it. It was a that's, good price. You know, I, I'm I, me, I, I'm sure like you are, I question everything, you know, like, oh, should I buy this? Should I spend my money on this? But then I knew I would have regretted if I passed up because I, I initially missed the Shazam Mezco and I always regretted not getting him. So when I saw him on the floor, I just had to do it. And he's I recently awesome. had that debate with the NECA seven inch turtles. Oh, those turtles are great. Yeah, those are cool. They're so I, awesome. I didn't buy them though because I was just like, ah. Well, I, you know, even if you missed out on the initial release, I've heard NECA's going to restock. So if you mm-hmm. end up changing your mind, I'm sure you'll be able to get them. And I don't think you'll you'll regret it. I mean, did you were you into the turtles when you were younger? I was, and I also saw that they did a bunch of turtle crossovers with Batman in the comics. So that's that makes for tons of photos already. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up pulling the trigger. That's funny you say because Jeremy was like, "Dude, you got to do a Batman crossover." I've yet to do it. I need to do that. I need to take them back out. Those were some of the best like modern comics were those those crossovers that we had for Batman. So yeah, those that's a necessity. No, that, that's what I was gonna say. That's, that's a question I was gonna ask Tyler. I'm like, do you have like like any type of like comic collection, or do, have you collected comics ever? Like, so that, just oh, because yeah. you have some of those homage those, those homage shots, and so it made me wonder, like, okay, this guy knows exactly what that cover looks like because I'm like, I I know what that cover looks like. Oh yeah, I definitely have a comic collection. It's not um, a bunch of single issues because I got introduced into comics later in the game, so I have basically a lot of uh, graphic novels. And uh, a lot of uh, pretty recent stuff. I have like a new first issues of Rebirth and Justice League Rebirth and that sort of thing. But as of the newest stuff within the last year, I'm not kind of, no. Now, is, is there something like said like, in regards to the, the actual like comic genre, like I said, is there a favorite run that you have? Uh, like, so for example, like one of my favorite runs, like I said, we were, we've been, I know we keep, keep on going back to that Batman 608, uh, but that, that run of Hush, like I said, that, that mm. was such a great storyline. Um, do, you, do you have like a favorite storyline or a favorite uh, like run that you that you associate with? Uh, that that Jim Lee Hush is probably the one that got me back into really loving Batman when I was in high school. Uh, I, I don't know when it came out, but I, that's when I started reading it, the Hush story. So I really like that one. I love, of course, Dark Knight Returns. I love, you know, the killing joke. I also I really enjoy Watchmen. That's one of my favorite comics of all time, even though it's a long one to get through. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite run. Of, I I don't know. I like a lot of one shots. Like some of my favorite modern comics are like Lee Bermejo's one shots, like the Joker and Noel. Just because the artwork is so good, and it's a, also elsewhere store, elseworld story, so they can be a little imaginative with some things. So I like those sort of comics. Um, in terms of run, the last one that I was really really into that was a long run was the Capullo and Snyder. Court of Owls and Endgame because that's also around the time that I was down for the count with my back. So <laughs> I had a lot of time to read that stuff and that was pretty cool stuff as far as modern comic storylines. Yeah, uh, I love the new 52 stuff. That was, yeah. uh, that was, that was a great run. Uh, I said, because I, I said, I'm a, I said in terms of like modern collection, like I said, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a spotty in regards to that. And so I had to wait for like a good run to come out and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to read that. Or hey, I want to read that. And Nate, speaking of uh, you know that that hush run, you need to hang up those posters I gave you just because, like I said, I think that that would highlight your room too. Yes, definitely. Uh, you got some hush posters. Yeah, he got me the uh, the uh, you know Superman and Batman kind of standing you know face to face sort of. Oh, so the, yeah. the posters kind of come together when you put them together. 
So yeah, I really need to put those up because I love the Hush storyline too. Ah, so that matches up perfectly with the pick. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, you know, with your inspiration, like uh, in your toy photography, I know uh, a lot of it is from Batman the Animated Series. It's kind of like your bread and butter. But do you typically like, do, will you go watch an episode and then you're like, okay, I'm going to try to do this from that? Because I know you'll do like an entire run through of every single episode and you've probably done it a few times. So how do you keep getting those fresh ideas? Like, tell us a little bit about your process. Ooh. Uh, this is that right now I'm currently in the seventh time going through all the episodes and it, I, it's getting rough and to become, stay fresh, but right now I think I'm doing an okay job and it's because the episodes are so good and there's so many iconic scenes jammed in each episode. And there's sometimes when you watch an episode, like almost got them and it's only 22 minutes but it feels like a, like a cinematic movie. It's There's so much going on in it. It's jam-packed with every villain. So there's episodes like that that are filled to the gills with iconic imagery and stuff that you could get inspiration from. And then there's stuff like Tiger Tiger or the Terrible Trio, where it's like, ooh, there's not even figures of those people, and it's just an episode that you're not too fond of. But that's the time sometimes I really try to bear down and uh, find – the best part of that episode, try to get something good out of it. So, but it, I want to continually get better and I want to make sure that uh, I don't just stagnate and just, cause otherwise why do it? I don't want to get worse. <laughs> right. No, I don't think, I mean, if anything, you've been getting better and better every single shot. I mean, the fact that you've gone through all seven episodes for me, creativity is probably one of the hardest things for toy photography, trying to think of an idea for a shot. You know, it's like, what am I going to do tonight? I want to try to keep it fresh, like you said. I don't want to stagnate and do all the same thing. So whether it's a new figure that's inspired me or something that I've seen, I'm, I'm always trying to keep it fresh. And I think you've done such a great job. You know, you scroll down your page, nothing, you know, there's so many different shots from so many different iconic either movies or episodes within the show or just stuff that you've made up on your own. I mean, it, it's amazing the level of creativity. One of my favorite ones that you did recently was the almost got them where they're around that table and you've got the Batman symbol down there mm -hmm. and there's like, you got that smoke. I mean, did you use a, a vape pen or something to do the smoke or what did you use there? No, I used the atmosphere uh, aerosol stuff. Okay. I have yeah. not used that yet. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it took me a while to get used to how to light it or use light with it to get the rays. But with, guests like JC Malone and Neroni and they give you little tips and hints and yeah, that kind of thing. That's why I, I like the community too. Cause they continue to things that I thought I sucked at before you just learn and mm -hmm. you have people that come alongside you and help you out. And it actually does help you just get a little tools in your belt. And yeah, yeah. totally agree with that. And man, um, I'm just loving a lot of the work you're doing. I mean, like I said, you're one of the first accounts that I started following you or one of the ones that inspired me to start my own account. Um, so just you keep it up, dude. You're, you're killing it. I'm loving your stuff. It's very, very kind of you. Very kind. Well, I mean it, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Uh, Show the love. Uh, so I, I guess go through what made you decide to kind of go through that process of recreating those scenes from the, the animated series. Uh, yeah, like where did that idea come from? Cause that's kind of actually pretty cool. 
boredom 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 and like i would see cool pictures on instagram and i'd be like why does this guy do more photos i want to see more because i just i know this guy probably has a real life and a job but i wish he would do more and so <laughs> i figured, figured i'm just gonna go ahead and do this every day it'll give me something to do i'm not gonna be bored all day I'm not gonna run out of things to do and yeah it might suck but hopefully i get better over time and i figured people would say i figured there'd be trolls and there have been over time but over time you also get a thick skin towards it so it doesn't really matter <laughs> but yeah that's how i came up with that and yeah i really 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 loved all the stuff too and like if you look at batman animated series now i feel like uh, some of the episodes resonate even more now than when i was a child like there's an episode that i did recently called it's never too late and it's about a mob boss who he doesn't even know where his son is. And then Batman has to show him. It's like, because of you and you uh, running drugs in this area, your son became addicted to drugs. And you're the reason your son's disappeared. And that's on a child's episode on Saturday morning cartoons at like nine in the morning. So back then, I hated that episode because like, what? who's this guy? This isn't the Joker. This isn't the Riddler. So I never cared about it. But now, like watching it now, you're like, holy crap, this was on TV. At, like, So that kind of stuff, it's, it's fun now looking back at it uh, years later and thinking like, holy crap, like this is a whole different level of sophisticated than when you have a child. Oh, yeah. No, I, the, the animated series was the best at sneaking in those like adult situations. And <laughs> I, I, I say adult humor, too, because, you know, my one of my favorite episodes is Harley asking Joker, don't you want to ride your Harley? Uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, like it was great. But yeah, it's things that you don't realize at the time, like, you know, when you're a kid sitting there eating your cereal in front of the TV. <laughs> That stuff was just like, okay, this is an okay episode. But then, yeah, as an adult, you're like, oh, wow, that was actually trying to teach me a life lesson. And it completely yeah. went whoosh when I was like 10 watching that. For sure. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun going back and doing it. And I still get a kick out of it now. So. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it definitely had some adult themes. And it's one of those shows that you're never going to see, like, they won't make kids shows like that again because it was just so dark in its nature. And it wasn't like it was, you know, inappropriate or anything. It just dealt with adult themes and mm -hmm. stuff that, you know, like they just don't want to show kids nowadays. It seems it's, it's too bad because like you said, as an adult, I have so much more appreciation for that show just based on some of the themes that it focuses on, um, yeah. you know, how to be a better person and how to like look at somebody, you know, don't judge a book by its cover and just all these adult themes that, you learn through that show and you also learn just about, you know, who Batman is as a, as a person. And it's not just fighting, you know, fighting people. It's all about this understanding people and why, what drives them to do certain things. Yeah, for sure. Like in the first episode of uh, on leather wings, after he gets Kurt Langstrom, he doesn't take him to Arkham. He takes him back to his wife and say, Hey, I took care of him, made a mistake. Hopefully he doesn't do this again, but uh, I'm, I'm watching him. And that's yeah. it. That's really cool. Right. So you could so just punish him and, you know, shoot him or something, but he doesn't. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, uh, you know, the DCEU version of Batman really needs to go back and watch uh, the Batman animated series uh, to actually figure out how to be Batman. Yes, very much so. If that was Ben Affleck, he would have just shot him from a plane and called it a night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have drug him behind the uh, Batmobile. <laughs> Like, oh, you didn't kill anybody there. No, those folks are dead. Like, yeah. dropped, a, dropped a building on them or something. You yeah. Know? <laughs> just pull the KGB, set them on fire. It's fine. Like, I just burned him to death. No, you, 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 
you, you talk about, like I said, some of these episodes, like, well, like I said, in regards to the Arkham episode, like, honestly, like, Feet of Clay, I said, that almost brought oh, a tear to my eye. Like I said, that's, those are my favorite episodes, just because, like I said, it's not only just, like I said, the, the theme of the episode, it's just the music that goes with it. It's like, mm. it's, it's powerful. Like I said, I, I literally can watch Feet of Clay Part 1 and Part 2, like, over and over and over and over again, just because like I said, I... I just identify with those episodes so much. You're speaking my language right now. That's my favorite episode too. <laughs> well, we'll go through yeah. like J- Jeremy. You bring up the music, but honestly, can anyone name a more iconic opening like theme song that yeah. to this day you can still like? If you hear, you're like, that's the Batman animated series opening like theme. Like outside of like the other, you know, like run-of-the-mill like 90s cartoons that's the one that like most people that don't watch say you know Rocco's Modern Life or whatever are still <laughs> going to be able to pick it up back that's Batman like oh, that 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 score was epic and like I love Rocco's Modern Life though, too yeah <laughs> <laughs> right oh I come on look at me I look at <laughs> look at me I know all them theme songs but uh like it, it's one of those things where like it was the first cartoon to, to me to have that full orchestral score and everything that was in it that you actually were like, oh, like shit just got real because like that theme song is setting you up for the this awesome show this that's set to come. Yeah, and I think uh, outside of nowadays with uh, Family Guy, it was the last show to have a full orchestra like each time. I know in the new Batman Adventures, we had Kwame on and he said that that's not a full orchestra. There's parts they digitize and stuff and I wouldn't have known that. So he said, yeah, the last full orchestra outside of uh, Family Guy, funnily enough, is Batman the Animated Series. Well, you know, I mean, Seth MacFarlane has the uh, the hard-on <laughs> for uh, orchestral scores, so that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, that's, uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a hard-on for podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> can we save that clip too? That's, yeah, I was gonna say that one's going in the bank. <laughs> that one is wow, that's a good one. That's called a forced transition. Um, <laughs> no, that that's that is that is perfect. special. That is that is just something special, Larry. That's it up and I just took it. So um, I don't know. Like like, let's jump back to the podcast real quick. So you 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 record your. The DC Figures and Collectibles podcast on Anchor. Um, yeah. t- what can you tell me about Anchor? Like, I've heard about it a little bit. I actually have the app downloaded on my phone because um, somebody else, um, our friend Clint Crockett, uh, used it to record uh, his podcast for a little while. Like, what is Anchor and how, how exactly does that work? Uh, it, I think Anchor is perfect thing for a person that has no idea what they're doing electronically or trying to do a podcast, but they want to do a podcast. Because you just download it, you literally just hit record and start, and they help you with the rest. It's pretty easy to edit, and you don't need a bunch of software. You don't need to buy a huge computer. You can do it all from your phone. And they disperse it to 11 different platforms, including Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, all the all anywhere you can basically – I think it's 11 in total, and it's all the biggest uh, podcast platforms. So they take care of that for you. And so after you're done doing the editing and you publish it, you really don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's pretty and awesome, right? Because I think make, people people think podcasting's hard. Yeah. It's, it's generally not, like, but I think Anchor makes it even easier. For sure. And we lost Tyler. Looks like oh, we no, lost we, Tyler. We, we lost our guest. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
my guess is he probably dropped his phone and, <laughs> and whoops and, me... uh, and podcasting is kind of hard apparently right? <laughs> if you had used anchor this wouldn't have happened that was an awesome, that was an awesome transition let me re-invite uh, let me re-invite our guest tyler talk amongst yourselves for a second while i get uh our our lovely guest back so if you enjoy collecting funko pops you should head over to shoebystore.com because you can buy all the awesome Funko Pops that just came out this week, including that Bulbasaur who's up for pre-order. You can enter code STS, guys. You can save 10%. And you know what, Shumi? He's going to give you that mint box guarantee so you know your Bulbasaur or your other Pops are not going to get damaged. So again, shoebystore.com, enter code STS, guys, to save 10, 10, 10%. Who doesn't Larry, like saving money? Larry, I, I was gonna, I was gonna call you out if you didn't say your ten, ten, ten. I did. I think I always do it the second time. I've never okay. really paid attention. Like I don't know. I feel because, like I do it the second time because like, I, I, I literally like, was expecting it. I'm like, you know what? That's that's part okay. of your shtick now. I know. I saw you were doing, the, you were doing the. We, chair, all of us, all of us were getting the like yeah. hands ready. We're like, we're gonna do it with him. Like, I'm like the jazz hands of <laughs> saving ten percent. Larry's yeah. so good at just shtick. He gets us all to play along with him. 10, yeah. 10, 10 that, that's it's how like, you know you're good at shilling like yeah it's like is, when a commercial comes on and yeah. you start singing the tune before it yeah. even happens you're like that's what larry right. does yeah you know you no know it's the anticipation of the good exactly part. he's gonna say 10 percent. he's gonna say 10 <laughs> <laughs> percent. that's like yeah like when you ever hear like the stanley steamer commercial and you just find yourself being like stanley, stanley steamer, steamer makes carpets cleaner and you're like god damn it but like you're like oh wow if i ever need my carpets cleaned i know exactly who i'm gonna reach out to honestly ever since moving you know what you know what jingle that i miss and i don't know we're going off on a sign tangent now is that sunny plumber jingle that used to be on the radio Call it's you. not yeah yeah, well, because I don't, I don't get it here. I guess I, I've yet to hear, like, said the the one thing that's in like the Texas, like fun, the fun jingle that I, it, I said it stuck in my head. It fun takes a minute, yeah. yeah, but it takes a minute, right? It's got to develop that natural charm, and it's got to work its way into your head. No, because I can tell you right have... now, if I started it, every single one of us could actually respawn or recite the uh, uh, Shanko. Oh yeah, that's commercial. what I was thinking. How somehow yeah. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. Like every one of us, I can. We all know the address of Shane Co. because of those damn local ads. I don't know how we got onto local ads from our from the point of our guest <laughs> dropping off, but I like where this is going. So let's. And Tyler's trying to get back, um, so hopefully he'll be able to rejoin us here soon. He'll get back. Jeremy, feel free to edit this part out. <laughs> Hey, it's we're cool. live. We're, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not Sorry, anymore. live folks. Speaking. Of, speaking of local ads. <laughs> oh, Tyler's Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Tyler is. So, Anchor is a great app. <laughs> yeah. uh, you missed the part where I said, like, if we were recording this Anchor, this wouldn't have happened. No, yeah, that's what I was like, yeah, like, podcasting is hard, and it just cut out. I was like, and apparently, podcasting is hard. <laughs> apparently, we should be using Anchor. Uh, I, I think Larry made the podcasting gods angry by saying he has a hard on for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no, no naughty language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. But yeah, so, so if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, Anchor, like you can check yeah. it out. Tyler, Tyler approved, super easy. Yeah, good quality mm -hmm. too, which is awesome. So 
just I, I think that's important because I think a lot of people like a lot of people listen to podcasts. Those are like the future podcasters, right? That's how we all listen to a bunch of podcasts and stuff. And that's how we decided, hey, I want to do that, too. So if you're out there and listening in audio land right now, like Anchor might be the way for you. Super easy. Yeah, and it seems I'm, like I mean, I, I know you posted the idea. You're like, hey, I'm starting this new podcast. And then all of a sudden you start it up and you're all the way up to episode 15. So it's it sounds like it's working good for you, you know, Anchor. Oh, yeah. And I think what, uh, what Larry said, or he said that uh, the quality sounds good and they take care of that for you too. You don't need a, whatever, however expensive mic you want to buy. That's pretty impressive. I mean, getting another mic adds to the, the quality, but mm-hmm. if you don't have the money, it's, it's pretty good quality. That's yeah. awesome. Right. Or if you don't want to commit to spending that money yeah. until you're rolling and you know, you're, you're right. And you're on episode 15 and you're like, all right, like this Perfect is fun. Good. I'm committed. Right, then you can start spending some money. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. Well, kind of, kind of continuing the theme with with podcast style. I said, do you have like some podcasts that you listen to regularly? Like, uh, like I said, I, I know we all have like our own like individual podcasts that we listen to, like kind of on a religious basis. What are what are those for you? Okay, so I have to say, right now, the podcast I listen to the most is you guys because it's just it's on. Hey. <laughs> Yes. Dead serious. Well, dead serious. Uh, Thank you. The one that I was listening to, but then it was just beginning to be too much of him ranting alone is uh, Bill Burr, the Monday morning podcast. So <laughs> they it, got there with like ranting. So it's like, yeah, it's it's very hit or miss. I, I've listened to it a little bit and I was like, I don't think I can handle this anymore. Yeah, not for that long, at least. <laughs> But yeah, after I heard a couple of them, I mean, I've listened to Kevin Smith. I've I've listened to a bunch of different ones, especially in preparation of trying to see what this is like and how to do it. But yeah, I've, I like stuff like this more than someone that sounds uh, too produced or too uh, safe. Like, it's just fun to be with guys that feel like they're sincerely friends and they're just hanging out. But That's- you- that's you the said, kind of podcast I like. Yeah, you, you said the magic words. Like I said, like I said, you said Kevin Smith. Like I said, and I said all the guys know here. Like I said, I am probably like one of the hugest Kevin Smith fans in the entire world. Like, like you say, you say Kevin Smith. Now Jeremy has a hard on. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, because. I said I, I said I listen to you know Smodcast all the time. I said all the different shows on there. But like I said probably tell him Steve Dave. Like I said, it's it's. There's no, like I said, it typically like I, said, like I said when I used to live in Arizona, um, if we could when we used to go out for lunch, like I said when we went in the car, it's either our podcast is playing, so I'm checking the sound quality, or it's uh, or it's tell them Steve Dave. So it's awesome that yeah, you said that you're a fan of Kevin Smith there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love uh, especially when he gets backstage access and just hearing how excited he is for certain things. You can tell he's a genuine fan always. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my Jimmy rig just busted there. So, <laughs> hey, man, you're going through it just fine. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> Coming yeah, through so, it virtually. Yeah. So, I want to give you a chance to kind of like, um, you know, I know you use Anchor as well, but what are some of the other companies that you are sort of partners with? Like, you know, please plug whatever it is that you're a part of. Okay. So, um, company wise that I work with that uh, they, will be kind enough to usually send samples and let me take pictures to do reviews on also talk about on the podcast. Uh, a big partner that sends a lot is Beast Kingdom and they're a company in China. They're relatively new. They've been around since 2009. 
and they make pretty spectacular figures, uh, especially in terms of likeness and quality, and they make them pretty cheap. Uh, there's some figures that look worse than them that are charged over $100, and they charge about 50 So it's a good buy, especially for someone that wants good quality but doesn't want to you know, break the bank necessarily. And then the, another company that is really brand new, and they're trying to compete with Mezco in the terms of the soft goods uh, action figure line, very highly detailed and uh, more high-priced range is Soap Studios, and they're also out of uh, China. And they their first couple of figures were hit or miss, and then they had one set that was falling apart when you opened it, and that was the Bruce Wayne and uh, Raz al Ghul 2-pack. And then recently, their reverse flash has been killer. I would say I would put that next to any Mezco figure and say it would blend in. So that's another company that sends figures. And then uh, Big Bad Toy Store, they, from time to time, will be kind enough to do the same, and it's fun to work with them. and. I genuinely like them because if you try to get a DC multiverse figure at a store, you're pretty much out of luck nowadays. So if you're a DC multiverse figure collector, they always have it. And so that's where I go for that. Yeah. Well. I, I, I just, uh, I just searched soap studios. I really hadn't heard of them before, but just, they have a really cool, uh, like WB Barry Allen, Greg Gustin flash. Um, oh, yeah. I was actually, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I was actually just like two days ago, I was looking up the DC multiverse uh, Flash. Actually, after listening to your podcast, where you had oh, the Mattel no. designer on, like I was searching multiverse figures, um, and I saw that one. I'm like, I kind of want to buy that Flash, but like it was really expensive uh, on eBay yeah. and stuff. Uh, the Soap Studios one looks better too, so I, I'm definitely going to check that out. He definitely is better. So, so I Google search as well, and I, I love how you went to that, and I went to the uh, the fact that they have the figure, the Nurse Joker. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool too, man. That nurse joker. I know you've been talking about that a lot, Tyler, you and Scott, but I really yeah. hope that comes through. Yeah, that's one's up for up in the air because uh I believe Mattel wanted to make that a few years back where, where was, everything was brand new and it was at a request of his family that they didn't make it. So the fact that they're teasing this uh, it's not even been confirmed if it's all the way gonna get the get go because they showed two face in uh San Diego Comic Cons and couple of weeks ago when I was letting them know about guests that were coming on and if they wanted any press releases, they said that they're just getting approval from DC on their Two-Face. So they still haven't necessarily got approval on some of the figures that they're showing. So we'll see if it comes through. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah but like you said, with the, the reverse flash, I didn't really know a whole lot about Soap, Soap Studio. I've kind of seen them come up because, you know, I'm a Mezco collector. So I'm like, okay, if there's another line that is comparable to that, I'm all in it. Um, but that reverse flash, your pictures of it, really make me consider buying that figure because it looks awesome. It looks really good. I think it would fit in well with comic book characters as well. It has more of a generic look. Mm -hmm. If you didn't watch the show, of course. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I watched the show. I mean, Mezco did the Zoom figure, which is, you know, technically reverse flash too. But mm -hmm. um, I, I always wish it was just a little bit more detailed. And it looks like yeah. the soap one goes that extra step on the suit. And, you know, providing the extra head sculpts and it just looks really good. So I'm excited yeah, I'm, for the future of that line. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for accessories. So if you put a lot of accessories in there, I'm all in. Definitely. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And the Beast Kingdom figures, I know you've been promoting a lot. I've seen the pictures of them. I haven't yet to check those out, but I think at some point I'm going to have to grab one just because you, you say such good things about them. Yeah. And they also reached out to, and gave samples to Joe Malone and, 
couple other people in the toy community. So they're really trying to get their name out there. And I think they're worth it. I would say that they're on par with Mayfax and figure arts right now, but half the price. Yeah. The only thing that sucks is people don't like the scale. Cause they're a little yeah. bit taller, right? They're like what? Yeah. Seven, eight inches, eight to nine sometimes. So they're taller than a NECA maybe a little bit. Yeah. Okay. okay. But you can fudge it with scale and certain articulation poses and stuff. Yeah, and if you get the whole team, it doesn't really matter because that's all you're going to use is those figures. Yeah. You know, it's, all, it's yeah. all about the force perspective, baby. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the movie magic. Yeah, <laughs> got to do that sometimes when you want to use two figures. You're like these don't really match up. Let me just see if I can make this one a little bit farther and this one a little bit closer. You know. Oh yeah. That's you know all the secrets. <laughs> you definitely know the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You know, those things you learn over time. I'm gonna put I'm this sure guy on a box, and we're gonna push him <laughs> forward a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so th that brings up, like, said, kind of a, a good segue. So, like, what are, like, what are some of the like the tips and tricks that that you could like provide someone to, to get started like in toy photography? Like I said, like I said I've asked Nate these questions before too. Like I said, and, and everyone kind of has their their own perspective and their own things that they do. Because honestly, Nate kind of inspired me to kind of start taking a couple of different uh, toy photos. Uh, and so they're like shitty for right now. But uh, like I said I'm I'm hoping to get better eventually. But uh, it, it'll. What what are your tips and tricks that you have? This is you guys are doing perfect questions because we actually talked about this, like just uh, staying creative today on the podcast. And uh, I put down a lot of what I try to do to stay creative. And, and also what I got into it is, first of all, you got to just do it, just do it, because, you know, it's not going to be the best when you start. It's never going to be exactly how you want when you start. But you just got to do it and get over that and get over the fear of putting yourself out there, I think, and like I spoke about a little earlier, you'll see if people are going to support you and enjoy what you do and they'll, they'll encourage you. They'll try to work with you to get better, give you like hints and tips. So I think the major thing is just doing it and also keep it simple. Make sure you have good lighting, have a simple background. Like when I started, everything was just a very, a red background and I would just make sure it looked okay and took the picture. And then from there, once you start learning and talking to people, you could expand and, but yeah, the main thing is just do it because I can't, I, a lot of people, they have talent and they have gifts and they're just afraid to take that leap. And you know, they'll be like, well, I'm reading a book and it says you have to get your why first before you start doing this. And it's like, uh, like, just do it. Just go out and do it and learn, put your hands on it. I know some people want, like to, you know, do the reading or they learn differently, but I think for me and for, if you tend to be creative and you like being creative, you just got to do it. I totally agree with that. Uh, I've learned so much just from, you know, like you said, just taking some shots and seeing what works and what doesn't. And you learn over time, you know, Hey, maybe I should try this instead. Lighting for me is always a big thing. Um, you know, having proper lighting, it took me a long time to kind of learn okay, having more lights is good because I always thought it was going to drown out the shot, you know, but mm -hmm. you don't point them directly at it. You kind of just surround it with it. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I totally agree with you. Just get out there and do it because for me, it was like a, it was sort of like a, a dirty little secret at first. You know, it's like I had this toy account. I didn't have my name attached to it. You know, nobody really knew that it was me doing it. I slowly started telling me my friends about it, but the more I opened up with it, the more I started receiving back, you know, cause it's like people supporting me. And then, you know, the ability to be able to ask questions to somebody that I really look up to like, Hey man, I love your work. You know, how do you do it? You know, I, I want to get my shots looking like yours. Like, what do I need to do differently? 
Um, and the community is just so supportive that way. I love that. That's funny you say that because I didn't tell my mom or dad until I got a couple thousand followers. And even then it was like, <laughs> I always equate it to like, I can only imagine like, this is ha probably how it would be like to come out of the closet. Uh, I, like, I was like thinking my dad would disown me. Like you're still playing with toys. Yeah. Mom, yeah. mom, dad. Yeah. I, I take pictures of action figures. <laughs> and I take photographic evidence and I prove it by posting it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, your, your page is just blown up. What do you got? 23,000 followers now? That's crazy, man. It is crazy. And that, I try not to think about it because I don't, I don't feel like, I just feel like I'm a guy with a lot of time on his hand and I have a passion and I like doing something and out of it, people have enjoyed it. And I'm thankful for that. But like, I just want, I want people to know I'm just, uh, I'm learning still. I'm, <laughs> I haven't figured everything out yet. So if you see something, you could give me a hint, give me a hint, give me some tips. So yeah, I'm always willing to learn as well. And if you, uh, yeah, if you got any of you guys start collecting, like if you collect pops, we might have to have you on the show. Sweet. There you go. Yeah. Me, me and Jeremy, we're a tag team. Yeah. We, haven't had, we haven't had pop collectors on yet. We try to get every kind of collector. Well, they yeah. are pop aficionados, man. Yeah. I've never yeah. met two guys that know more about pops yeah than larry's too. brushing off his shoulder honestly yeah i i i love fungo man like all of this company the company and in community as much if not more than the actual products so i even respect the fact that uh you uh you take pictures of them most of the time i just see people post like a wall of it and it's like, okay, that's right. cool. But the fact that you take out pictures and get creative with them, that is cool. Yeah, I man, I try. Like, you're, you're right. Like, I th one of the first things that uh, lured me to Pops was the fact that I could stack up the boxes all together and make, like, a cool wall. Like, that was one of the things that I thought was cool. But since then, like, I've come to realize it's okay to take them out of the box because yeah. you can always put them right back in. So yeah. yeah, Larry is legitimately the first, like, pop collector that I'll watch get one and he'll just break open the box just pull one up big hmm like i like that <laughs> thing and put it back i'm like what did you do <laughs> does that freak other people out the pop collectors yeah a little bit right like oh, there, there's a there's some, there's some tricks to opening the boxes the right way and stuff so yeah. I, i've got it down where i won't damage them but yeah like you gotta you gotta be careful some people do freak out like when they're like buying stuff from you, like dude, the, the, yeah, box condition and all that. Like it's a, it's a total thing. Everyone's so like anal about it and stuff, but whatever. Yeah, that's another kind of collector I want on. I want someone that collects just in box. Cause I just want to see like, do you, do you live out your fantasies with people that, that post on Instagram? Cause I would go nuts if I just, so that, I think that takes a lot of mental fortitude to keep it in box. It's I funny you said that because uh, one time Larry posted a video of him opening up what I thought was a somewhat rare pop. And I'm like, you just open that thing up like without hesitation. I'm surprised because <laughs> for me, like I was probably a collector first and then I went into toy photography later. So I'm always debating between should I keep this in box or should I open it? And uh, lately I've been going to opening it. But yeah, there's just that inner turmoil inside of me. And so... <laughs> You know, I know Larry, he's a big collector of Pops, so it was surprising just to see him open it. But I guess, you know, with Pops, kind of like Mezco's, you can open them up, put them back. Nobody really yeah. cares too much. Yeah. Say, yeah. Honestly, why buy a toy if you can't play with it? True. Like, that's the, that's the, the question. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure most of us, maybe not Scott, like, 
bought action figures at some point and kept them in the box, right? Nate's got those yeah. B- Batman figures on his shelf. Like yeah. I did it. It's it's been an adjustment, but like I was I was in box all the way. Or yeah, no, Nikon no, card. Nothing I bought as a child stayed in the box for long. Like it was yeah. open and it was played with. And it and has did- been and it has been passed down to my daughter for her to play with. Like nice. The, uh, I have I have so many of those uh, Ninja Turtle toys that are like s- ridiculously expensive now, like the the Changer, the Mutagen ones. I I had the entire line of that. My daughter still plays with this day, and I see how much they're worth. And went, son of a bitch! I should have kept those in the box. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like I said, Larry, like I said, Larry's a way braver soul than I am just because I I still can't take mine out of the box, and like it's it. Drives me nuts that like, I'm like that I, that I can't physically do it, even though it's easy to do it. And like, like so for example, I I always I always think back to to one of Larry's photos specifically. So there there's there's one Funko Pop that you can only get from like following the the Funko community on, on social media. It's this little social media Freddy, and Larry has this awesome shot of that social media Freddy in a coffee shop. And he always I remember him telling me the story of like he went to actually go to the counter to get his coffee and left it on the table. And that that's like a two hundred and fifty dollar figure. And after that, like I needed to stop at the store, and I didn't want to leave it in my car, so I just went home and then went back to the store. Like <laughs> I was, I was a little good. freaked out to get to get home, man, because it's like Jeremy said, you can only get it if they give it to you. Like it's yeah. not really replaceable, man. Like I, I freaked out a little bit. I, I don't blame you. It's like yeah. walk, it's like leaving a Mezco on the counter of a Starbucks yeah, or something. Same, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That would freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> you just left your Batman Beyond figure on the counter. Yeah, I would be running back in there like crazy, man. So where is it at? Yeah. Where, where is it? Where so, is it? <laughs> I do have a question for you here, Tyler. As as okay. we're coming onto the hour point, we we joked a little bit about the. Uh, the DCEU, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I know you're definitely a Batman fan. Yeah. So we're going to give you your kind of what if question. You have free reign here. Oh, Obviously, Ben Affleck is out as Batman for the Batman. Yeah. Who is who is your pick for replacement Batman? Man, it's a tough I, could go with, I could go with the fan favorite that everyone wants and just say John Hamm. But I'd be lying if I really wanted that. I I really want an unknown, to be honest. I want a young unknown or someone that we could grow with and actually like just disappears into the role of Batman. And someone like I know Scott says he would love it if we had someone that was on the level of like uh, Robert Downey Jr. where you play it like 10 years. I could leave a legacy. And also I'd love anyone that actually just wants to play it instead of someone that gets annoyed when they ask, hey, how's the Batman movie coming on? And you just get mad and yell at Roberta. <laughs> Freak out at somebody. Yeah, it's like sorry, like only a few people in this world will ever get to be Batman. It's like sorry that people actually care about Batman other than your personal movie, Ben. All right, but no, you know, yeah. you know what I want. You know what I want. Like what I've wanted for years. Like I said, and I, it's I, I literally want the Michael Keaton as the old Bruce Wayne, and I want yeah. the Batman. I want I want the Batman Beyond movie. I, I, yeah, I want a Terry McGinnis. Give me, I want give me a, a Terry McGinnis. Give me a no-name actor as a Terry McGinnis, and give me Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, old Batman. Give me that Can't, movie now. How does the studio not change know? His, yeah, like, I mean, I, I'm just surprised we have not gotten that yet because everybody has been asking for that for so long. Like he would be the perfect old man Bruce Wayne. You know, oh, giving sure. the yeah. reins to a younger Terry McGinnis. 
Well, and, and here's my problem with going with John Hamm, like everyone wants, is he's roughly the same age as Ben Affleck. So you're just, yeah. if you're trying to make it like more of a, a prequely type of movie, which it seems like it's more of him versus a, an entire rogues gallery, you'd want a younger person playing that character so that you could keep that going. John yeah. Hamm does not does not have a whole lot of Batman years in him. I don't think you need no. a you need a Tom Holland type who can play Batman for you know like like Tyler said for like ten years. Like you you Bad need enough. that where they're young enough and and kind of unknown, right? Like sure, Tom Holland was in some other stuff, but I didn't know who he was till Spider Man. Yeah. Um, you need you need that for Batman. My, yeah. my vote goes for Zac Efron. I want <gasps> Zac Efron oh. Batman. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes, please. <laughs> Is it going to be a musical? Because then it will be good. Yeah. You know, Batman's got to have some chops, man. Right. He's got yeah. everything else. To, he excels in everything else. He can yeah. sing yeah. and dance. You know he can. Yeah, you got to bring back the Bat Tootsie from like Adam West, yeah. Batman '66. Yeah. Oh boy, Zac Efron can do that. You know, Batman can sing and dance. Like he's got everything else down. He can sing and dance. He's the Hugh Jackman of the superheroes. That's he right. Do it all. Exactly. Broadway. You drop, you, you drop Bruce Wayne in a Broadway play, and he'll belt out a tune like that. <laughs> I agree, though. I would love to get somebody in the role that stays there for long term because we've had a lot of different Batman's over the years, and Ben Affleck, ben Affleck unfortunately, was just too short lived. Um, you know, I thought he was one of the best on screen Batman's as far as his overall look. Yeah. Um, so only only Christian turn Bale. <laughs> yeah, only Christian Bale and Michael Keaton played him more than once, right? It's like George Clooney was one and done. Val Kilmer was mm -hmm. one and done. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, Ben Affleck got two, right, with uh, Batman for mm -hmm. Superman and Justice League. But yeah, like it's too. It's like you said, it's too many Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean they could really give us a lot too if they focus on. They don't have to give us an origin story. Like we've already we already know the origin story. Give us like a zero year movie to start off a new career of a new Batman, like show us him at, you know, his weakest, you know, when he doesn't really know what he's doing. That's kind of what I want to see. I just want to see him evolve into a different character. Or if, if you want to do it, just have, Oh, we lost our guest again. Oh, no. uh, I was going to say, if you, you want to just have a, a character come on and play uh, uh Nightwing after Batman gets his back broken, taking over the mantle of Batman for a time frame, I mean, you, you can still have your grizzled old Batman, but have a, uh, a a learning Batman at the same time. Wasn't there supposed to be a Nightwing movie? Wasn't that one of the many, many DC movies that's supposedly Dude, on the table? Who knows what DC was actually thinking at the time? They, I think they were just spitballing. I think it was one guy going like, yeah, and we're going to have a Nightwing movie, and then we're going to do a new Swamp Thing, and then we're going to have a Poison Ivy's going to get her own movie this time. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think they actually had any sort of plan really laid out. Well, I mean, Nolan universe kind of hinted at it the very last scene, you know, in Dark Knight Rises. It wasn't like Nightwing, but it was Robin. And yeah, he it, goes into they, the Batcave. Yeah, yeah. It, they they showed that to the guy that's never been named anything that his his real first name is is Robin. Not like his name is, you know, Tim Drake. It's Robin. True. I mean, <laughs> like, why do you think he's so literal? Like, Just, yeah. And first off, if you think about that, that means that dude's running around using his actual goddamn name. Like it's ballsy, call, man. Call me Robin. Yeah. Is that your Wait, name? Are you the no. superhero Robin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like 
Because I, like I only know about three guys, three guys named Robin. And so I'm pretty sure I can guess who you are. Like, is that your real name? No. Are you kidding? Well, I mean, they could have just gave us like, hey, his name's Tim Drake. You know, or something like that. Hey, Tyler. Tyler's back. Hello. I don't know what's going on. Don't worry. It's all right, man. It's all good. So I, I know we're getting to the end here, and I do want to, you know, it's the question you ask all your guests. I have to ask it, even though I'm going to ignore that you kind of did an episode already where you focused on this. What are your top three episodes of Batman the Animated Series, Tyler? Okay. My number three is Tiger, Tiger. And that's kind of an odd one that a lot of people don't even know exists. But I kind of like it because if you look at Batman, how he started in the old comics, it would be like, in a shadowy, like, isolated castle on an island fighting a mad scientist. So that's kind of what that vibe gives off in the animated series where he's turning people into, like, animals and stuff like that. It's, it's a like bad a, guy. It's like a Dr. Moreau thing, right? Yes. It's not what you initially think of. Like you said, it's probably not as well known, but it is actually a really great episode. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the themes that it focuses on. And in terms of uh, pulling at your heartstrings, it gets you at the end a little bit. So, <laughs> and then second one, and this is one that I would put right up there with my first and basically a tie. I could watch it at any time and it is per chance to dream. And that is a Mad Hatter episode. And the reason I really, really love it is because the episode starts off and you have no idea what's going on. And all of a sudden Batman's parents are alive and he's married to Selena Kyle. And there's another Batman taking care of everything. So he has no stress. And there comes a point where he seems to accept it. And he's like, okay, this is exactly the life I wanted. And I'm happy. And for a brief moment, you see Bruce Wayne in a state of happiness. And it's kind of weird, but you're kind of like, oh, that's, that's good for him. But then it quickly becomes shattered and he realizes he's in a dream. And it's like a Twilight episode at the end. It's, it's so well done. But then I'd have to say my number one is uh, uh, Feet of Clay, part one and two. Mm-hmm. And that's just because... Uh, I would. I know that Heart of Ice tends to be a favorite because people say, oh, you can relate to the character and stuff. But as a child, I couldn't relate to losing a wife or a loved one like that. So uh, I felt really bad that he got something taken away physically from him. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, he didn't want this. And then to try to heal himself, he did some stuff that maybe was questionable, but it drove him even more insane and ultimately became who he was. And so I like those kind of episodes that show uh, shine a light on the motivation behind the, the uh, villain. And you kind of see that it's not always so black and white. There are some gray shades. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> really great picks. And I think when I was on, I told you feet of clay was one of my favorites too. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's one thing that the, the show did so well is it highlighted the rogues gallery. I learned so much about the Batman villains because everybody knows Joker, you yeah. know, who doesn't know that Batman and Joker go together. But as I watched that show, I got more and more appreciation for the Riddler and who Clayface was and even Man Bat. Man Bat's not one of those characters that you think about like, oh, Man Bat. But that first episode on Leather Wings, you're like, holy crap, Man Bat's a pretty cool character. He's got an awesome story. So that's one thing I loved about that show is it really just let you understand these characters and how Batman relates with them, you know, how they fit into this world. It really built this immersive experience. Yeah. Great picks. Thank you. Yours is not too bad either. I like that there's a lot of feet of clay picks on here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Feet of Clay, uh, Heart of Ice, definitely one of my favorites. I love that. Mm. Yeah, Rogue's Gallery stuff. And then I would say, because new Batman Adventures didn't get a lot of love, but so I'll throw in some classics from there that get overlooked. There's Over the Edge. That's another dream one. That's one of Scott's favorites, right? Yeah. And there's uh, Old Wounds, where you learn about Robin becoming Nightwing. And yeah, there's there's a couple there's a couple other gems in there. Like Legends of the Dark Knight, where they show Frank Miller's Batman in an animated form. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. Seeing that. Pay homage to all the old classic Batmans. So Yeah, for sure. There's a couple of new Batman adventures that don't get enough love. <laughs> yeah, I think nice. people, you know, they, they saw new Batman adventures, they're like, oh, this isn't gonna be the same, but it ended up being a really great show. Yeah, you know, pretty it was it was different, but it had some great, great episodes. Minus the Joker's red lips, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the, the treatment that that show gave the Joker was a little weird, but outside of that, it was actually pretty good. Some of the design changes were a little bit weird, I gotta say, but um, you know, Joker being one of them, I didn't really like how they changed Poison Ivy. They gave yeah. Nightwing a mohawk, you know, it's just a little different. But. Did you hear the uh, story behind that that redesigned look in Poison Ivy? I did not know. No. This was something that Scott told me, and I never knew. And it is in the comics where they continue the Batman Adventure stories. The after Poison Ivy's last episode, it's called Family or Home and Garden, where she has a fake family and they're all they turn out to be plants, and she gets away in the end because she made a clone of herself. Well, in the comics, she left for good, and she just set up a clone, and that's why the one that is in the new Batman Adventures is green-looking, and like she just doesn't look as human. So that's actually canon in the comics. So oh, from wow. when, you see, when you see her later on in New Batman Adventures, all the way in Justice League, and even to the Harley Quinn and Batman movie, that's a clone. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, he blew my mind with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> gave me a whole new appreciation for that now. Good yeah. little good little tidbits, dropping some knowledge. Yeah, I have to for thank sure. Scott for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was something. Uh, you always learn something, even though you're getting older, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to rewatch the show. You know, I haven't seen it in a while, so I'd love to rewatch all the episodes again. Do it. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. You might buy, want to buy all the figures as well. <laughs> yeah. That's why I go to your page works. and I can live through you. You have all those. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to all the new ones coming out this year, too. And those that are animated, one. right? Yeah, they're finally doing Scarecrow with the red shirt, that version. Two-Face, Grey Ghost, finally. And then a Batman with a Bat Cycle, I believe. And a Hardak, the Cyber Batman. Oh, nice. nice. That yeah. is awesome. So that you, got all the, you got all the Justice League figures from being a, a part of the DC Club, right? DC Collectibles Club? the dc universe app you just have to pay seven bucks and join okay <laughs> so that i did you... that bought the figures and bounced <laughs> as you should right yeah. subscribe for a month get what i need i'll see you later yeah watched all the teen titans and got out nice i still need to watch that <laughs> it's pretty good i have to say yeah, i was That's listening to you and scott talk about it and it makes me excited to watch it they definitely rip off a lot of batman animated series parts but... <laughs> Well, I'm sure you love that, though. Oh, yeah. At least they rip off from good material. Yeah, talk about Easter eggs. You're like, I know all this. (laughs) You just did that episode. I know this exact storyline. For sure. They even use the 
the Batman, the Batmobile looks like the animated version too. A little nice. bit. That's awesome. Yeah. You get to see it briefly, right? It's not in there a lot, but you get to see it. Yeah. I can't believe they made it just for that shot, but oh well. <laughs> Must be one of those things where they just had enough just for that. They're like, okay, we're going to tease it and then we'll give you more next season once we get refunded again. Now, no, honestly, honestly, what they probably did is they found some yeah. diehard fan who rebuilt it and was like, hey, can we borrow your car for like 10 minutes? <laughs> we'll give you credit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. You guys yeah. have any more questions for uh, Tyler while we got him? No, I just want to say thank you for for coming on, Tyler. I said we we definitely appreciate it. Uh, like I said, uh, definitely. You know, if you just want to real quick plug your podcast one more time, just so that way our audience can then definitely check out your show. Kind of let us know your cadence for your your episodes coming out, and maybe give us a little taste of the future. But well, first of all, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's it's a lot of fun. I really was looking forward to this and. Yeah, this was even better than I thought, despite having a couple of dropouts on my phone. But uh, yeah, my podcast is called DC Figures and Collectibles, and I do it with Scott of at the.batfan from London. And we, we literally talk about all things collectibles, figures, dioramas, custom jobs. Uh, we, even, we don't even just do figures. We have people that collect anything. Uh, so if you're a collector and you want to talk about it, we want to hear about it. And we also like hearing about people's stories hearing about what got him into collecting, uh, maybe how it was therapeutic in a tough time, stuff like that. So you can also check out Insta our Instagram pages. Mine is Batman Figs. And again, his is at the.batfan. And we have daily posts of toy photography. And yeah, I definitely uh, check it out if you enjoy that stuff. Yeah, you guys owe it to yourself. Please go check them out. Really great content. I love the podcast every single week. And Tyler, thanks again for coming, man. Uh, like I said, I've always been a big fan. I'm glad that we're becoming, you know, closer and getting to know each other. I can't wait yes. to see you at SDCC. I'm really, really looking forward to that. We're gonna have to do something big while you're there. I hope. Uh, I hope I see all you guys soon. That'd be a blast. Have, have you yeah. been to San Diego Comic Con before? No, this will be my first time going to any big con. I've been to a Star oh. Wars celebration, but I've never been to a con. Yeah. So, did you get invited? Did you say you got invited by Beast Kingdom to go? Yeah, they asked it because it's going to be their 10-year anniversary, and it's also uh, their first time at San Diego Comic-Con, so they wanted to know if we'd go there and help do podcasts and do some coverage. That is so awesome. It's pretty so cool, we definitely man. have to have you guys drop by. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely plug you guys shamelessly. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> we certainly appreciate that, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hopefully. like uh, Nate will be there for sure. The rest of us are in limbo, but... <clears throat> Hopefully we can figure it out, man. Yeah. Nate was the only one that got tickets. We're waiting yeah. for uh, for hope that we might be able to get in another way. We're waiting for a miracle or yeah. for Funko Fun Days tickets, and then uh, exactly then I'm in. So, yeah, I'm hoping. I'll have my fingers crossed. Thanks, man. That would be a that would be a lot of fun. Definitely. I really would. Want to. <laughs> You're picking a good year. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Scott's coming. coming all the way down to to, to make it right. Yeah, he's coming for two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's an epic trip, man. Yeah. Is just to hang out in Southern California for two weeks is, is awesome. Yes. And the only thing you want to do is go toy hunting. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> well, he always talks about how hard it is to get those toys where he lives, you know. He's oh, always yeah. paying import costs and the extra in taxes. I'm sure he's going to go ham. He's probably bringing an entire suitcase just for toys. Well, oh, say, no better place than San Diego, man. Around Comic-Con? like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Or, or drive up to LA. Like, oh, we yeah. will. 
Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, especially he's coming all that way. You gotta, go, you gotta go up to LA. You gotta go to Frankincense and stuff, right? Like he's gonna yeah. find so much. <laughs> yes, especially because I miss going today. I was supposed to go to Frankincense, but I had car trouble. So, ah, that would have been my first time going there. Yeah, we missed it too. <laughs> yeah, we- <laughs> we've never been. We tried to go when we were in Anaheim, what in November, and it didn't work out. So that's on at least me, Jeremy, and Nate's bucket list of of things. We're all like, we got to do this. It just didn't work. Yeah. For sure, there's so many people in the community that go there and they're posting pics. I'm like, man, I really want to go. Right. There's we don't have a store like anywhere near that size or anything like that. So. it's it's nerd bucket list stuff man like (laughs) like it's the stuff you hear about yeah you want to go like san diego comic-con you got it same idea yeah i'm excited for you guys and you picked a good year because it's the golden year of sccc so i'm i think i feel like it's going to be something special so i'm glad you guys are able to experience it i hope so that'd be a blast hopefully we don't get too fatigued Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's long days, yeah. but you have a lot of fun. I mean, you're walking all day long. You're up from 5 a.m. until late that night. So you're going to get tired, but you're going to have a ton of fun doing it. I'll have to introduce some energy drinks instead of tea. Yes. <laughs> you're going to need something, drinks, man. Coffee, lots of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah. yeah. Get, that, get, that, get that real caffeine going. Yeah. Some pre-workout maybe. <laughs> he's gonna have some new bad habits when he gets back he's like i don't know i just picked up all this stuff while i was there <laughs> I, I went to america and now i need monsters like now <laughs> where's the nearest rock star yeah Didn't they make tea flavored monsters right? uh, they they have an arnold palmer i think that's the closest oh, you're gonna yeah. get i'm pretty Perfect. sure you could disguise it <laughs> this is this is lemonade and tea yeah american tea. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so Larry, speaking of plugs, I said, I said, I think it's time for you to 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 do our do, shameless plug. Yeah, do do your thing, Larry. So, I've got links to all Tyler's stuff in the notes on our YouTube. Um, I'm sure we'll throw it up on the audio stuff too. So, be sure to check him out. And while you're doing that, go check out the SDS guys on Instagram at SDS guys or on Twitter at SDS guys. We're still on the Facebook at the SDS guys, and I'm Larry from the SDS guys. Yeah. Chilling like a villain. Chilling like a villain. So for this week's episode, episode 70 of the SDS Guys, I have been Jeremy. It's 71. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's Larry. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Scott. And Larry put the wrong episode number of the thing, so I screwed it up. <laughs> oh, I did. My bad. I don't even know where we are anymore. It's 71. I caught I, 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 Can you believe we've done this 71 times now? No, it's crazy. Uh, uh, so for episode 71, have a great night, guys. Bye.
Sit down. Sit down.